The world needs messages of love, unity, compassion, and inclusivity now more than ever. And this podcast delivers that. Whether you're a parent, teacher, counselor, or energy healer, with the right intention, we all have the potential to be a healing presence for others. The truth is, we are all ordinary people capable of having an extraordinary impact. Imagine if we all did that on purpose. Join Global Impact Visionary Leader, Intuitive Healer, and Spiritual Mentor, Sue DeMay, for authentic conversations that will inspire you to become more of a healing presence in your work, in your relationships, and in the world. And now, here is your host, Sue DeMay. Welcome, everybody. It's an honor to be here with you once again, and just sharing the message from our new book, We Are All Healers. Ordinary people with extraordinary intention will heal the world. Again, that is a statement, that is a declaration, and that is something that we all can do, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you do in the world. So the podcast series coming after the book felt really aligned for me because I want to interview, one, interview all the authors, but I also want to interview everyday people that are having extraordinary impact in their own way, whether that is extraordinary impact within their family or extraordinary impact within their community or globally. When we each of us understand that we can have extraordinary impact in how we are showing up in life then that has a ripple effect. And that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what the message of the book is really about. That's what the, that's the intention that we're spreading here. So it's inclusive, it's exciting, and it's easy to do to just a little shift in the mind. It's easy to do. So I'm going to invite everybody to continue to set an intention to be a healing presence today and every day, or be a loving presence, be a peaceful presence. So the conversations continue today. I have another author who contributed to the book and shared her story in the book. Surya Devi is here. She's a, an artist. She's a musician. She is a healer. She is an extraordinary woman in the world, having an extraordinary impact. And I'm honored to be here and have this conversation. I know you and I, whenever we get together and have a conversation, it's always illuminating. So I'm excited to see where we go. Thank Welcome. you so thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy to be a part of the book project. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about your experience writing the story for the like writing your story for the book while you're holding the intention of kind of bringing in the theme of we are all healers. Hmm. Well, um the way I do everything is probably similar to you is I just work as guided. Like I just send out a prayer and then I trust what comes. And so that was the story that wanted to come. And it's interesting, like in looking at, in, in reading through everyone else's stories, once I read the book, it was interesting. I was like, oh, wow. Like I wondered how everyone came to that point of choosing their own story. So I really look forward to, to hearing about it for other people. But um, it was interesting to see when I chose that story to see that that the that was like quite a pivotal moment in my life that I didn't really realize at the time you know you look back on it and you're like wow there was a big lesson there so I'm glad that I got to share that story and I'm sort of glad that my my teacher and you know that community of mine also made it into the book in their own way as well so I've always wanted to write 
a book actually. Um, I've written a few books, like never published a book, but I've written, like, I wrote like three quarters of a book last year. And I wrote like three quarters of a book a few years before that. Um, so this is a really nice way to kind of enter into the, into the world of being an author, but through, you know, just a, just a small story, but I find the collection of the stories so impactful, the way that they were all put together. And again, just how everyone was guided to share these different stories. I don't actually even remember. I just know how I work. And I just know that I just, you know, sent out a prayer and asked what to share. And, and that was that. Yeah. You, 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 your creative, like a creative channel, much like myself too. So sometimes people are like, what did you write about in this part of the book? I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I read it back and I don't even realize they're my words. Right. So oh, that, that that's happened to me too, both with words and music. I found music in my laptop and I'm like, did I make this? And I don't really remember making it. And I'm like, wow. And the same with things that I wrote. I've actually, you know, I write little notes in my, you know, my phone or my laptop or whatever. And sometimes I find things and I literally Google it to see, did I write this? Or is this like a quote from somebody else or something that I got? Because it's the same thing. But I think that's a good sign because it means that we're clear and we're not attached and we're just like opening the channel and whatever wants to come through. Just like when we do, our healing work with people as well it's it's very similar mm -hmm. so you you obviously resonate calling yourself a healer and I've had my own experiences over the years with like you know <laughs> over the last 30 or 50 years of do I call myself a healer do I not do I consider myself a healer do I not can you talk a little bit about you know there's a difference between the, the premise of the book is we are all healers because we can all be a healing presence in the world period whether we recognize ourselves as a healer, an empath, or someone who actually does healing as a modality is, is, an, is a, another element of it, right? But each one of us, no matter what we're doing, we are a healer because we can be a healing presence. Now, you and I recognize or associate in some way or resonate with calling ourselves a healer in some, in some way, in some capacity, because that's part of the work you're doing. Can you speak a little bit about that for you? Yeah. So I've also had my own journey with that word healer. And for a long time, I would use anything but that word. I was like, you know, a facilitator of healing or an energy worker, or like, you know, all these different terms that I used over the years. And I'm not sure when it was exactly, but I feel like a few years ago, I really reclaimed that word and, and not because, and I think this is what part of what I write about in the book is like, not because of what I can do for somebody else, but simply that I'm a healer because my work here first and foremost is with healing myself. So even if I never worked with another person again, even if I never had another client every day, the work is there, you know, and that's my, my spiritual journey started very much because of that, because of my own personal challenges and needing to find solutions and answers and all of this, you know, this pain and not understanding that I was an empath my whole life, you know, it took me a long time to understand those things. So, um, I've reclaimed that word healer. And, and I like that word now. I mean, it's funny because people would call me a healer and people that aren't really like, I know, I remember I have a client and like a massage client. So not even, you know, and a lot of my massage clients are pretty straight, you know, not necessarily into the deeper healing work. Um, but I remember, you know, one of my clients describing me to someone else and saying, she's a healer. And when I heard her say that, you know, because she's really not, I was like, okay, like there's something here. So for me, reclaiming that word was very empowering, but again, it doesn't imply that we are like these magical people that can like heal other people. Because the way I always look at it is like in a healing session, it's like a 
it's like a, it's like a Trinity, you know, it's like the practitioner, the client, and then God or the Holy spirit or, or whatever it is, spirit, whatever you want to call the universe, you know? So it's, it's kind of like a collaboration between those three things. And it's all of the, the, the merging of those three things that creates the result of the, of the session. You know, I know some people will like a lot of coaches will say like, Oh, all of your healing is your responsibility, but there is a real divine responsibility of a healer, which is something that I wish more people would talk about, because of course there's this influx of people you know, around the world and all over the internet calling themselves healers. And, you know, it's great on one hand, because, you know, we're in this new age where people are very open to spirituality and they're waking up and learning things. And at the same time, like being a healer is not for the faint of heart. Like I have this conversation with my friends all the time, like, you know, cause I have some friends that are like, if I could do what you guys do, like I would do it all day. And like, wow, this is what I want to do. And we're like, I, I don't know about that. And I, and I feel the same way about being an artist too, like a musician. A lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could, I could sing. And I wish, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, you don't know what we go through. Like both as an artist. And I always joke, I'm like, God, I picked this like double whammy of a life here. Like the healer and the artist it's like a you know it's a double whammy neither path is particularly easy for for different reasons some some reasons are the same and some reasons are different but you know being on the path of being a facilitator of healing or whatever you want to call it is not the easiest path and there is a lot of responsibility that comes with it, especially if you want to work with other people. And one of those responsibilities is that you have to keep yourself as the practitioner. You have to keep doing your work and learn how to keep your own triggers and your own stuff out of the sessions with other people so that you can just show up and be a healing presence and be a clear channel for that person and not let whatever you're going through get in the way. And there, there's a lot, as you know. So I'm really sort of, um, and it's funny because I'm such a, I'm such a rebel and such a rule breaker by heart, but then there's other things that I feel so strongly about. And one of them is preserving the integrity of healing work and, you know, people who do healing work really having a high level of integrity in the work that they do. And of course that is not a black and white thing. It's going to be very different for everyone and everyone that's, you know, everyone's journey is to find what that balance is for them. But it's very important because when you start working in the spiritual dimensions, as you know, and when you start working with people in their trauma, it's like you open doors to all kinds of stuff. And, you know, if you're not prepared or you don't know how to hold space or you don't know how to sort of protect yourself and the person that you're working with, then all kinds of crazy things can happen. As we both know <laughs> that it's also part of the journey of being a healer and learning. It's all part of it, but eventually if it's really your path, there's, it's, a, there's really a high level of integrity that comes along with, with doing this work for sure. Absolutely. Integrity. And when you said responsibility, it's like, I look at responsibility as our ability to respond, our ability to respond to, but, but we do have a real commitment to, you know, like, like that, that oath in medicine, like, you know, do no harm. Right. So when, when it comes to, you know, the, the claim, we are all healers. Yes. We all have the ability to heal self. And we all have the ability to influence or impact and create an environment for healing for others, right? So in that context, we are all healers. To call yourself a healer in the world and you, and, and it be a modality or a, like as a practitioner to be able to do that work, I, I love what you were saying. It's like, yeah, there is an element of responsibility in the sense of, okay, get some training you know, find a mentor, work with somebody that can actually teach you how to hold your own energy, separate your own energy from the others and, and be that clear channel so that you're receiving messages and delivering the message or delivering the energy without your own filters, without your own fear, mm -hmm. programming or conditioning or judgments even can get in the way. 
And I know there's a lot of, you know, healers out there that have, you know, they're, they're well-intended, but, but there's so much of their own stuff that kind of gets in the way. So their, their channeling isn't really clear. And I know you and I, many of us who are actual practitioners and healers as practitioners are doing the inner work because we're so committed to keeping our channels clear and to be able to learn how to, even if you have stuff going on for yourself, to place that aside and show up for the session in that clear space that you can create for them. And that's that's a gift and 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 to be able to learn how to do that in a way that actually serves you and the client is is essential it's it's kind of a non-negotiable practice as far as i'm concerned because it's when we have our own filters in place or when we have our own judgments or programming that gets in the way of us being the clear channel that's when i feel like we can actually cause more disharmony or disruption for people mentally emotionally energetically so i do feel i agree there's a an integrity authenticity and responsibility as a healer to show up in a way that that you're going to serve at the highest level but that means showing up for your own healing as well absolutely so i love when you were saying that so important yeah it's it's it's, 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 it's absolutely necessary because otherwise what happens is, and you know, you, you've taught a lot about this and I've learned about a lot about this through my own experiences, you know, spiritual ego is always there. It's so easily engaged. And it's so, I see this a lot with some of the, you know, some of the people that, you know, some of the younger or the newbies on the path and, and whatever, it's like, as soon as the gifts awaken and they speak about this in the ancient scriptures, like they say, basically the reason why, you know, so many people are stuck on the hamster wheel of like samsara, which is like, you know, the circle of birth and death. Part of the reason is that once those spiritual gifts awaken, it is so hard not to go into ego. You know, once you discover that, oh, like maybe you have some, you know, some ability, some healing hands, or, you know, you're able to like deliver messages to people. It's really hard not to not to get caught up in that and then of course because the way that we've been trained to see people in the world you know we praise narcissistic leaders and we praise, we, we've been taught this, you know, like our whole lives, we've, we've grown up with these role models and leaders who are narcissistic and who use a certain type of communication style in order to get a point across. And so we look to that as an authority. And so what's happened is that we have a lot of healers or, you know, people who are doing this kind of work in the public space who may not necessarily be so clear or so tuned in, but they're able to project and present themselves in a way that people want to follow them. And that can be very dangerous. And there are quite a few people, you know, people, who call themselves healers who have very large followings who have been exposed as you know very out of integrity and this is nothing new you know we've been seeing this with the gurus and the scandals and the exposures for a long time you know so there is something about you know the closer we get to it's like ironic it's almost like the closer we get to spirit and divinity at the same time when we start to have these incredible experiences it's very hard not to to stay grounded in them it's like the story that's coming to mind actually is your story in the book how you wrote about that you were you know you got the message that you were meant to to be one of the most powerful healers on the planet and how you had to kind of like reconcile that message and be able to absorb it in a way that was, you know, that felt good to you, but also so that you didn't go into ego, right? Because like, you know, we all get these messages sometimes that make us feel like, wow. And I, and I see this a lot too, like, especially with like light worker types, you know, people think the, it's, it's, it's almost like a delusion. And it's true on one hand, because many of us are here on purpose. We are here on a mission. And 
there's so much humility that needs to come in that. And that purpose or mission can be simply within our community and that's okay and that's enough. But again, because of the way that we're, we've been taught to perceive things societally, you know, we believe that this means like maybe we're supposed to be this big, you know, again, huge person with followers and all these things kind of, they're all tied into one another. So it's very important to continually keep the ego in check in this work, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It, it's so easy for the ego to puff up its peacock feathers or get all you know puffed up and and feeling superior or feeling special right mm -hmm. so and that's where I really like the book when it came in the message of the book is like it was in that time where I was still trying to reconcile like that 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 guidance that came in like I'm meant to be a powerful healer the one of the most powerful healers and I'm like what does that mean like how do I what do I do with that you know but to bring it into the book in the context of like we are all healers felt really helpful for me in that in that because then it kind of diffused the ego like it just my my ego just kind of stepped back and went oh she's taking the specialness out of healer and when I take the specialness out of it then that then there's the inclusivity then there's the 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 feeling of like we can all do this we can all do this and yes some of us are you know, it's programmed in our heart. It's our soul's mission. I'm here to support the world, to heal and to remember the truth of who they are. I'm here, you know, we have, you and I have very powerful soul missions and many people have very powerful soul missions. Some of them are still dormant and sleeping, hidden in the background, we've forgotten them. But many of us are waking up to remember this, that, that we're here to actually impact and to be here for each other, even if it's on a small scale or a big scale, it doesn't matter. The one thing that when you're mentioning like some of the some of the gurus that are kind of falling from the pedestals, many people have placed them on that that's purposeful. And, you know, that's that's the whole energy of like showing our true colors and and, and bringing the truth to to the world so that we can all really be divinely discerning. When you are divinely discerning, when you are really like really feeling into the subtleness of what's happening for you, the subtleness of your, your emotions, the subtleness of your energies, whatever you want to call it, when you really tune into kind of the, the energy behind what you're hearing. So a lot of people can put on a, a good show or, or say all the right things, but usually when there's spiritual ego or when they're not completely in alignment with a clear intention, then usually there's a niggling. Usually there's like something that just feels a little bit off, but it's small enough of a niggling that we kind of push it aside or ignore it. And I've had experiences where I've done that, where I've kind of ignored those warning signals or warn that, you know, kind of ignore that little niggling or, or that feeling of like, mm, something's not quite lining up here. And I've learned how to be more discerning and to feel into the subtleness of, of those moments where it doesn't quite feel aligned. So what, what can you say, what is your advice or what have you done for individuals that are maybe looking to work with a healer or looking to work with somebody or to learn or find a mentor? What is, what is your experience of kind of finding those ones that are more in alignment or clear as opposed to those that have been hijacked by spiritual ego or those narcissistic, you know, covert, you know, ones that are actually doing it more from a, a place of control manipulation or, or trying to gain money. 
Mm, that's a very good question. And like, I, I'll be the first to say that I had wonderful teachers of both what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Like I could actually, that is one of the books that I wrote was like all about all of these different experiences with spiritual teachers that I've had. Some of them have been wonderful in integrity like yourself. And some of them I've also had some completely corrupt, um, you know, I've, I've had both. So I've learned a lot about what not to do, but I mean, a big part of it is just really using your intuition and, and the feeling. And again, trusting because you may, there may be value in having an experience with a mentor or a leader who's out of integrity and who teaches you what not to do, you know, hopefully not at the very beginning, you know, hopefully you have some stability at the beginning, but I think it's inevitable at some point we're going to run into these lessons. And then we have to trust that we were meant to, to learn something from that. But, you know, a heart yes is a big one, which is something that you teach as well, really feeling that heart. Yes. You know, that usually there's some kind of synchronicity and alignment around it, you know, and it's, it's like, um, you know, there's always like, uh, my friend Marina, who I, you know, teach and work with this, this thing, this message that's always come through her is like, you know, if you ask spirit for a lemon, like spirit's not going to give you an orange, you know? So, so we have, there's, there's some trust there that when we ask for something, so if we're asking for a mentor, if we're asking for a teacher, then we trust that what the right, that the right one for us shows up at that time. And it may or may not be again, like there is value in learning the opposite as well. So I've learned a lot about what not to do, but humility is a big one too. You know, I always say like, like anyone who says, anyone who who is that, you, you can usually spot those narcissistic traits with people, people who talk about how great they are, people who say that they don't have any issues or they don't have a shadow or people who, you know, these types of things like that, people who are very arrogant about their gifts, you know, who say, oh, I'm the best this or I'm the best that or, you know, all of these types of things. These are usually like, they're, they're there's value, of course, in being able to own your gifts. Like I've heard you say this before, but you say it in a way that's like, you're like, you know, I'm so glad that I said yes to my gift. That is very different than saying like, wow, I'm the best healer on the planet or wow. Like, you know, someone is coming to mind this way and that, that I, that I know, or, you know, I, I used to know, and I actually didn't like going out with her because whenever we would meet people, she was almost like, she was always hustling for new clients and the things that she would say to people, Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can like, I can manifest anything for people. Oh, I can tell people their entire destiny, like things like this. You have to be mindful of because nobody knows this. There are things that only spirit knows. And again, there's people like yourself, like, like us who are there to deliver messages or maybe channel some healing energy at some points or maybe longer points if it's a mentorship with people, but overall, like nobody knows this these things. There's some things that are only from God. And I think that's the thing on the spiritual journey is keeping that humility. And this is the problem. I also feel like with this big trend of, you know, manifestation and people believing that everything we do is my creation and everything I'm doing, I'm the one solely creating my reality. And for me, that's, again, we can believe what we want and everybody has a different belief, but that personally is not what, what I have learned and what I have experienced. Yes, there is a lot that we can create. We have an incredible powers of creation. And that is one of our, you know, destinies as as we move into higher levels of consciousness is to understand that we do have the power to create things using our mind and our will and our visualization all those things these are wonderful and there's also a higher power that's bigger than all of us that can shift things up at any moment like literally like can pull the rug out from under us if we need to and that happens especially if you're on a high level healing path and you get to and, and, and hopefully you know I would pray and I actually pray that I have those filters in place from spirit and from the divine like I say 
Don't let me get to, don't ever let me be like that. Don't ever let me get to be that level of arrogance or, you know, so, and if I do, you know, take it, you know, take it away from me or let me know, or give me a lesson that will teach me and, and humble me because I don't want, I don't want to be that. I've had so many bad experiences with, you know, power hungry, narcissistic, out of integrity healers and teachers that like I, but again, it's been very valuable to me because I'm like, I am not going to do this to anyone. I do not want to do this to anyone, you know, and then hopefully I'll be able to catch those things in myself. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It takes, this work takes a lot of, a lot of ongoing management. It's not a one-time thing. It's like a moment by moment. And again, this takes us back to the spiritual truth of being present, right? Which I know quite a few people wrote about in the book, right? Was their, their experience with being present. Um, and that's what every spiritual tradition is telling us. So there's, there's no hard rules. There's no black and white. There's no, you know, it's really a moment by moment unfolding. And so the intention to stay in integrity, the intention to be present with whatever arises is, you know, is a great place to start for everyone. Absolutely. Staying in the present moment and, and being, and holding the intention to be a clear and, and present channel or messenger, right? So as a healer, I, I definitely see myself as a vessel for energy or a messenger for the message. And you know, when we talk about like, where does healing really come from? Is it me personally, me, Sue, little Sue here in this human body? No, it's me as a channel for a higher divinity. Now I always see it's like a higher self. It's we're, we're one, right? So we're one with that source. So in truth, we're all healing each other. We're all, we're all healing each other. We're all healing ourselves at the same time as we're healing each other. So we can go deeper into the spiritual piece, but we won't go there today. But I want to circle back to being a healing presence in the world, like how we show up in every moment of every day, whether it's you as the healer, you as the massage therapist, you as the musician, you as the mother, you as the friend, what, what intention do you hold kind of on a daily basis and kind of how you show up for your relationships or for your experiences on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a good question. And I mean, like you, similarly, for a long time, my prayer, my ongoing prayer has always been to make me empty, like God just make me empty, like empty me of all of my stuff so that I can just be a clear channel. Um, I also set an intention every day to be of service. And I just I look for opportunities, really, you know, and it's also just my nature. You know, if I see somebody that's sad or down, like I'll probably go talk to them or send them some, you know, or if I can't talk to them, I might just send them a little prayer or a little blessing. But, you know, one story that's like coming to mind now is um, many, like a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago now, my, my, my mom and stepdad had some guests staying in their home and the wife was very, you know, she, she was not well, she was sick, I think. And she, she was maybe in cancer treatment or something. And she was just really down, but she was trying to make the best of the trip. And they, um, they invited me over for dinner that night. And I came and I sat and I talked with them and the wife, especially she and I really got along and we talked about a lot of things. And my mom called me the next day and she said, um, she said, wow, she's like, you won't even believe it. She's like, it's like when she, I don't remember her name, but whoever she was, when she walked down the stairs the next morning for breakfast, my mom was like, she looked like a different person. She's like, her face was bright. She was smiling she was like you know and 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 my mom was like wow you look so good and she was like well I just I don't know what it was it was just Elise like my real name is Elise like she's like it was just Elise like I just had such a nice time talking to her and I just you know I just I don't know what it was it's just something about her like she just like made me happy and she was like completely different and so I didn't do anything I just sat and I talked to her but that's the thing see this is why we don't have to get so caught up all the time with like 
working with clients and all this kind of stuff. Obviously that's part of it, but we actually have the opportunity to impact people wherever we go. You know, like maybe you help somebody find something one day or you stop and give somebody directions or you see somebody like I met this incredible woman one day because I was driving down the street with my son and I saw a blind woman and she kept trying to, you know, she's blind, right? So she was, she looked confused. She was walking up the middle of one street and there was a man who was kind of like following her. And I think maybe he was trying to help her, but it seemed that he was actually agitating her. And I saw her and I was like, uh, I didn't want to interfere because I saw that he was maybe interfering with her already. And, you know, but then something just told me I circled around the block and I came back and I was like, Hey, are you okay? And, and she was like, yeah, she's like, I just, she's like, I get confused. And she's like, I need to count my steps. And that guy, she's like, I know that he was trying to help me, but she's like, he interrupted my counting. And so now I'm, I'm confused. So anyway, I ended up giving her a ride home and she, it turns out she lives a couple blocks from me. Well, she is a blind music producer. She is completely blind, but she produces her own music on the same music programs that I use. And she's constantly going back and forth with Apple and logic too, because um, these are two of the only music, like the music programs that she uses are the only ones that are actually available for um, people who, you know, are visually impaired like that. And I was just so blown away by her. We're friends now, you know? And so it was just the simple act of me taking notice and seeing this other person who, you know, and it's, you know, sparked a friendship. And not only that, she inspires me so much because whenever I, you know, think about my own limitations or problems, I just stop and I'm like, wow, I'm like, Stephanie is doing this and she can't even see, you know, she's completely blind. So imagine if she can do this, like I can do whatever problem, you know, whatever issue I'm having with too. So what an inspiration and a beautiful connection that came out of me just simply, you know, having that awareness to, you know, that somebody maybe needed my help in that moment. Yeah. It's like being, being, going through the world kind of not with blinders, like to kind of tunnel vision you to where you're going, but just like opening up the peripheral for like what's happening around us and what's happening around for other people and being able to notice those things that that's, that's being present and being aware and allowing us to have these moments where all of a sudden you're like, oh, something is leading me over there. Something is like, it's something inside of me. That's the intuition. That's your guidance speaking. That's your heart kind of leading you to something. And there we end up having these divine connections, these divine opportunities. And, and it can often lead to something like you say, a, a relationship or an ongoing connection that leads to something like inspiration or something else. So I love I love that those stories because th these are, this is what this book is all about. It's like, is sharing and recognizing that these little miracles are happening all the time. These moments are available to us all the time. And when we can stop and be present with them and we can be aware of them and we can actually take advantage of those nudges that we're feeling to feel like more connected in the world. You know, we don't need to be walking around in our own little small pockets of, of life, we're meant to be in community and connection. And it's not saying you have to do it all the time. There's times where I go to the grocery store and I'm like, I just need to get three things and then leave. But then there's other times where I'm just, I look around and I notice people and like every once in a while, like someone will look up from their world and will smile or connect, you know? So that's the one thing with it's just kind of recollect, just reminding me of in the beginning of the pandemic and where, you know, everybody had their mask on and, and you couldn't see if someone was smiling. So I, I got to really read people's eyes differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I started to notice things differently, but also, you know, people were trying to, in the beginning, not, later it got a little different, but 
in the beginning, people were trying to be respectful of people's boundaries. So we do like a little dance, like, are you going that way? Are you going this way? Like you're trying to keep your distance and you're trying, but it, I, I made it more like kind of like an opportunity to connect, right? I would look into their eyes and then we we're, we're kind of reading the eyes because you can't read people's mouths because they were covered with the mask. But in the, in the beginning for me, it was like, it was, it stopped people, you know, it caused them to pause and get out of their ritualistic kind of habitual lives, going from one thing to the next and the next and the next, and just not even noticing people around them, not even making eye contact, not, not even noticing that, you know, even nature, not even noticing nature. So, so for me to, to be living in the present moment, to be present with everything that's going on in life and to be a healing presence for others. It, I feel like it's bringing people back to here and now it's bringing people back to be aware of, okay, here I am in this moment in this room, you know, what am I noticing? Who am I seeing and what's happening for them? And what am I feeling? It's like just kind of getting us back in touch with with ourselves and then with everyone else and everything else around us. So it's like a coming for me the the book and the message is about coming back home. And that and that I think we all need to do that. I feel like we all need to do that. Yeah, we do. And I and I love this idea that we are all healers because we are, because you know, healing comes in so many different forms. Like I love that your story about the man, like the crossing guard at the school, you know, like I there's so many people that I've known in my life that are like this, whether it's like the person at the store, and it's like no matter what, they're always just like, you know, they're doing the same thing every day, selling things at the store, but they're just such a, you know, there's this lady at the vegetable market down and she's just such a character, but I just love her, you know, like it's so funny. I look forward to seeing her every time, you know. And it's funny how we develop these relationships with people over time. And we don't even know um, what they mean to us. I was actually recently able to tell somebody um, that uh, I that has a store that I go to quite often. I was able to tell her that she was basically like a healing presence for me. And I'm going to go give her a copy of the book when I get the next the next uh, the next round of them. But, you know, when I was pregnant and, and in a very, very difficult and bad situation, we would go. Um, there was somewhere we would go where she worked at the time and she would always make me feel calm and she would make me feel safe because because the, her, her presence was just very calming and grounding. And, um, and I was able to tell her this and that was a beautiful, and actually, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, sorry, I should say, I, I'm not sure what her pronouns are. She might, might be a she or a they, I'm not sure. So I don't want to, but it's fine. I'm not saying the name, but I just want to say just in case they see this interview, but I was able to, and it was such a beautiful feeling because like all this time I was thinking, and it's funny because she opened another shop, they opened another shop close to me. And I thought that was so interesting that like, there they are again, you know, and I just, it was just, and so it was so nice to be able to tell, to tell them this because it was just it was a beautiful yeah you know because it's, it's interesting how some people make you feel safe maybe some people make you feel inspired that's another form of healing too you know those people that inspire us you know we see somebody who does something really well and this is can be an artist right maybe a dancer or a musician or, or a comedian, even somebody that we see performing and their light inspires us to get, to say like, Hey, either like, Hey, maybe I want to do something like that. You know, I remember that even from when I was a kid, I would watch like, you know, figure skaters on TV or something like that, you know, and it makes you want to do that. That's also inspiration can be a form of healing as well. So healing can come in, in so many different ways, you know, and they can just be somebody's, somebody's presence. You know, I always feel like in this way, I like seeing like, you know, monks and stuff like that, like Buddhist 
monks. Every time I see Buddhist monks and nuns, like who knows what their actual personality is, but you know, they're just what they represent in seeing them. I always feel kind of happy, you know, or sometimes you can see, you know, sometimes you can even see, like, you can tell, I'll know with people like that they pray or, or they meditate or something. Cause you can almost just, you can see this light around them, or you can just see there's something about them that makes them, you know, that makes them joyful. So all of these things, and I, and I think it's, it's, it's important that we own these things about ourselves, you know, and say, and recognize that as a gift, that your joy, just simply your joy is a gift. Maybe your calmness. I remember you said once, you know, spirit said to you, you're here to be a calm and grounding rod for people, which you very much are. And I remember at the time you were like, well, I don't want to be that. Like, cause we do this sometimes we're like, well, I don't want to be this. Like I want to be something else, but we have to trust that we're that. Like, I'm not really a calming grounding rod. I'm more like a joyful energizing, you know, <laughs> you know, I wish I, this is why I work with you. And I like people who are like you because I need a little bit of grounding and the, you know, my bubbly at, effervescent energy that I carry is also very inspiring to people and annoying to people in another way too, which is another thing about carrying healing energy too, which we both know is that sometimes you trigger people, you know, you trigger people with your joy, you trigger your, the energy that we carry sometimes, even just in being ourselves and in being embodied and just showing up as we are, that can be very triggering to people. So sometimes it's like, you know, you meet people and you see their like the face starts twitching or the lips quivering and you can just see like, you know, they, they don't want to be around you. And, and that's okay. That, and so we have to get comfortable with being in that position too, which is like, sometimes, you know, we trigger people for so no reason and we become the object of people's projections, which is like projection is a big thing, which is like going back to this, like the role of integrity as a healer is like managing both, you know, your own projections and then the projections that other people have towards you because especially when you're doing healing work or delivering messages people can put this really high expectation on you it's like they think you're like and I, I don't like it when I when I'm doing a session with somebody or when I'm working with somebody and I feel that energy from them it's it's, it's been a while but it, it happens sometimes you know it's like you can feel they think that you know everything and I'm like laughing I'm like you have no idea I'm like I might be able to bring through a few messages during a session you know that are accurate but like I'm still you know I'm still struggling in the rest of my life you know so I think it's really important that we honor healers and we honor ourselves as healers and at the same time we don't put people on pedestals and I feel like that's a big theme of this age and that's another reason why the gurus fall from grace they fall because we put them on a pedestal to begin with and they're not supposed to be there you know yes some of us are playing roles as teachers and leaders but that doesn't mean that we have to be above people we can sit we can be on the ground with people we can sit in a circle together and one person's going to lead that circle but that doesn't mean that the leader is you know higher or better than anyone else it's just that's their role you know somebody somebody has to take the lead and I think that we can all take turns doing that and then just all be okay with our roles, you know, because a purpose could, you know, something that I've had to really reconcile in the past few years is being a mother, you know, and being a single parent means that a lot of my purpose is for my child. And sometimes this takes away from what I think my purpose is because I don't have as much time to, you know, create music or do some of the, the other things that I want to do. And yet my purpose with my son, how do I know what he's going to do? How do I know? And that's, this is what I know is that a big part of my purpose right now is to be with him because I don't know what he's going to do in his life. Who knows? I'm preparing him for whatever he's meant to do in his life. So that's why I think we have to just always keep those things in check. And that could be our purpose right there. Our purpose could be like, I know my friend, um, her, her mother was told by a healer, like many years ago that she would be, she would be working with children later on in life, which really surprised her because she was a business owner. She retired early. She was like very wealthy. She had no, she's like, well, what the heck would I be doing working with children? 
Well, what happened was that my friend was in a situation where she couldn't raise her boys herself. So the grandmother ended up raising the two boys, you know, and so that was the purpose. It was just that that was the message came through in a different way. But the purpose of working with children meant that she was going to be raising her own grandchildren, you know, which she did pretty much, you know, for that was for you know, 15 years, I think she, she, that was what she did. She pretty much solely took over and raised those boys. So we just don't know what our purpose is, you know, and then the purpose changes throughout our life. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I want to go back to what you were saying about putting people on a pedestal. Cause it kind of ties back into what we were saying earlier about like certain gurus and people like that, and they put themselves on a pedestal, but the students putting the teachers on the pedestal as well. And I've said this to many of my clients. I'm like, you got me on a pedestal, knock me down, like <laughs> knock me off. I don't want to be up there. In mm-hmm. your mind, I don't want to be up there. I'm not a, I'm not up there in my mind. Although sometimes, you know, in the past when my spiritual ego would come in, I would be like, you know, feeling that puff up feeling. I'm like, oh, there it is. I can see it. I can feel it. And then I would kind of have to move through my own process, knock myself off the pedestal if I found myself up there. But going back to kind of teacher student is like, if we all approach it as being the student first, that's like my favorite lesson is I'm, I'm the student first. Yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I'm a mentor. Yes, I'm a healer. All those things. Yes, I'm a mother, but I'm a student first. That allows us to to stay in that place of continual learning, continuing to do our work, continuing to kind of reflect on, okay, what's working? What's not working? Where are my triggers? Where am I not? Um, That's important. So be the student first. And then I want to end on the note you were talking about acknowledging those that were a healing presence in your life and actually like going out there and saying, Hey, thank you for, thank you for your influence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for supporting me at that time or for being who you are, for being a a smiley, you know, a big, having a big smile when every time I come in to buy vegetables, you know, it's like being able to actually acknowledge and say thank you is one it's it's gratitude so it's a good connector heart connector it it helps us you know create that sense of community and connection but also people need to hear it you know like we assume that all these people in the world that are having these great impact or these people that are working that you, that you we assume that they feel valued that they feel appreciated but most of us don't most of us do not and not at all and it's so you know it's so refreshing to every once in a while get like an email from someone saying hey thank you for and I'm like oh wow okay yeah I forgot about I forgot I did that or you know it, it causes me to pause too and to appreciate what I'm doing how I'm contributing and the impact it's having and we we often even as a as mothers I know my husband always said being a parent is a thankless job. I'm like, it doesn't have to be, does it? So I couldn't change, you know, I couldn't make my kids be more grateful. They are now, like, of course, when they're older, they, they express their gratitude the same way I did, you know, when I got older. But to be able to share your gratitude, your appreciation, that's what I'm going to challenge everybody to do is one, yes. wake up, what are you, who are you going to be today? What kind of healing presence are you going to be today? What are you going to embody? Peace, joy, courage, whatever it is. What are you going to embody today? And who can you call or who can you reach out to and say thank you to and show your gratitude and appreciation for how they've impacted or how they've left an imprint in your life? That's what I'm going to challenge everybody who's watching to do you're listening to do. Yeah, I want to I want to echo that because it is important. And I've had this conversation with many of my 
And it, it is really easy. I almost feel like it's an archetype that people do dismiss that role, that healer role. And it's kind of like that the wounded healer anyway is the martyr and the one who gives everything and doesn't receive. And, 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 you know, part of that can be on the person themselves, but another part of that is on the people around them. And the fact that we have traditionally taken a lot of roles for granted, including the role of mother, like a, one of my, you know, I, I work with a wonderful, um, Mexican shaman sometimes I've known her for years and I, I will never forget she said that to me she said the you know part of my language but like she said the mother is the most like crapped on or like shit on person mm -hmm. on the planet and that is why we're in the situation we're in because of this is what we do to the earth because the earth is also a mother and look at how we treat the earth and look at how we treat our you know and it's almost like we we become we we expect certain things out of the mother role we expect we come to expect these things of the people in our life who are the givers and so it is so important to give back and even just you know even an acknowledgement I've received those types of just a simple thank you and it makes your whole day you know because it's like oh okay people do notice or they do you know or sometimes I'll see people and they're like oh I you know I read all your posts and I love what you're putting out in the world I'm like oh thank you like it makes me feel you know because that is everything I you know when I show up online and when I share things it's always just with the intention to help or to support and I always feel like if I can help one person today that's great and almost every day somebody says hey I needed to hear this today and I'm like great then you know my job is done so that's it is it is important so yeah I encourage that I like that challenge a lot definitely mm -hmm. um giving gratitude to the people in your life who have supported you and helped you yeah I think it, as a society we're programmed to more critique you know, to share criticism or when we're unhappy or bad reviews, you know, so it's like, but like, let's, let's giving raving reviews to people. Let's like, you know, honor people for what, what they're doing and, and show our gratitude and appreciation. And then, you know, when my mom passed away recently, the one thing that kept rattling around in my mind as I was kind of watching her decline in the eight weeks I was with her, I was like, why do we wait to the end of someone's life to tell them just how much we appreciate them. Now I didn't do that with my mom. I, I did a, a, appreciate her throughout. And I said that to her, but it just got me really reflecting on like, you know, if we all knew that we had a limited time with individuals, you know, how would we show up differently? What would we say? What would, you know, what, what, how would we show our gratitude and appreciation for all that they've done? So that's just, I feel like it's so important right now. And people need that boost or that lift because there's so much more like negativity coming at us in so many different directions. Why don't we tip that scale? Like we can all tip that scale just by one showing up as a healing presence two setting an intention to, to be a presence in, in other people's lives, whether we know them or not be that, be that, you know, crossing guard that waves at every single car and smiles at everybody. You know, it's like, be that, that beacon of light in the vegetable store, you know, it's like, just be different and show your gratitude and appreciation and extend, like reach out to that person that you've been thinking about and just haven't said, you know, just how much they mean to you. Let's, let's all set an intention to do that. I think we'll hit, well, I think we could hit a tipping point. I do too. And that's, that is a really simple way right there that we can like, you know, people talk about raising the frequency and all these sorts of things. That's a perfect, that is the simplest way just to do it. You know, gratitude and appreciation is one of the highest vibrations right there. So just by simply telling somebody, thank you, or how much they mean to you. And, you know, like, cause people don't realize I, I always felt like when I used to work, like I, I would always have a part-time job for a long time. Like I worked in tea shops for a long time. I worked in hair salons, but I would always be at the front, like in the front, like when I worked at hair salons, I was the like salon coordinator. So I was the first 
person that people saw when they walked in and I was right at the front and same with like the tea shop. I would just be sitting there like, and I would be the, you know, right there to talk to people. And I always felt like as much as my part of my ego resisted at the time, because I felt like I was supposed to be doing something else. I also recognized that I was just there to be there for people and to just be a healing presence inside of these other businesses that I was working for. And even then, like I had this awareness and, you know, people would say that people, you know, we all have this, this, these things and a lot of successful businesses, they're successful because of the person who's running the business. People want to go get their coffee from the nice person who's, you know, smiley and full of joy and who's always happy every day, you know, or who's got something nice to say or a kind word, or, you know, this is why you're going to want to go, you know, get your coffee from that person, not the person who's sitting there miserable, you know? And I can think of so many great businesses and people that like, that's the reason I go there because of the person running the business or because of the person who works there and just because I enjoy their energy. So, you know, we can't underestimate how important these little things are. And, you know, this, we might feel that our role is insignificant, but again, it could even be like on the phone. Whenever I deal with people on the phone, like, you know, bill payments, all that kind of stuff, I end up having the most amazing connections with people sometimes because I intend to, and because I'll ask them a question. And I know, I remember when, one time I could just tell the person what they were having an off day, you know, and I, they helped me with, with whatever they helped me with. And then afterwards I was like, so how are you doing today? Or is everything going okay? And we had a little chat and I don't remember the exact details, but what I know is that when we got off the phone, that person's energy completely shifted. And it was just because I took the time as a human being to connect with them and just say, Hey, and how's it going and what's going on. And, you know, and it completely, and they were like, wow, like, well, thank you so much for asking. Like, wow. You know, cause they just sit on the phone all day and talk to people. And most people treat them like a robot or like a machine and just get me what I need and like be done with it. You know? So when we actually take, and it doesn't have to be a lot, it can just be a simple, like, Hey, how are you? Or thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it, it touches people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm you, you just reminded me of a story when I went to the grocery store the one time and, and I asked the teller, um, she goes, how are you? I'm like, good. How are you? She goes, I'm okay. And I stopped and I'm like, just okay. And she like totally like it caught her off guard. She probably said that all day long and no one caught it, but I could feel it. So I paused and I'm like, just okay. And she's like, oh, actually. And then she was like going through and, you know, all the groceries and she's like spilling out all these things, whatever's going on for her life. And she just, she's like, at the end of it, she's like, you know, I paid for my groceries. She's like, thank you so much for listening. I feel so much better. And I'm like, wonderful, good. I'm glad. And then off I went and like, obviously the rest of the day changed for her, right? Just because I paid attention to what her answer was. When I asked her, how are, how are, when I asked someone, how are you? I want to know, and I want to know the truth. So if they're like, I'm okay, um, fine. You know, it's like, I'm always like, what's going on? You know, so as opposed to don't just give me the default. Good. How are you? Are you really good? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I want you to be, you know, I want you to just be honest. So I, I, these, these stories are helpful. And these conversations are helpful because what they're doing is just giving people different really easy day-to-day -day, every moment opportunities to just pay attention and go wow okay I can make maybe a little difference in this person's life right now just by asking mm -hmm. are you okay just by asking you know do you need something can I help you um, or appreciation gratitude little things like that so yeah so good so thank you for joining me in this conversation sharing and thank you sharing your, your light and your joy and your spark with the world. <laughs> I know you, it, it's funny this morning when, 
Lisa or Surya and I were about to connect. She's like, is it video too? And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do video and audio. She goes, oh, I'm dressed as a fairy. I'm like, great, let's do it. <laughs> we won't talk about the fairy in the room. But <laughs> well, I was working at this like health fair yesterday and one of the booths, they were giving out these crowns. And this morning when I was like starting my day and, you know, doing my little meditation and affirmations or whatever, I just got a flash of like, go. Um, Cause I haven't, I haven't posted many things. I, I got this message, like dress up, like dress up, go put on the crown in the little white dress and dress up like a fairy and take a picture and make a post. And then it was perfect timing. Cause then I realized we're doing video and actually looking, I'm like, this is, but this is a, like embodying your divinity because this is like, I feel like even looking at myself while we're talking on zoom, I'm like, this is so me. I'm like, I should always have this. Like I should have like a whole collection of flower crowns and wear them all the time because this just feels like it's so me, like as a person, as a being and it, and it makes it fun. And again, and this, is another way like sometimes you know I know people who their their sense of fashion is actually how they're a healing presence in the world because they wear these amazing outfits or they do wild things with their hair or their makeup and it you know so again we can never underestimate or take for granted what it is that we're doing that could be a blessing for other people and that's being ourselves that's really what comes back to why and again our society and the conditioning has always been trying to tell us like we have to be a certain way and we need to be these cookie cutters you know and uh, but the truth is the real spirituality is finding the truth of ourselves and who we are because nobody else can be who we are and so when we truly embrace that we wear what we want we do what we want all these kinds of things that also liberates people too you know I have this client and I always tell her and she laughs because it's true I'm like I see you in these big like outrageous floppy hats and wild outfits and she's like that's what I love and she's a theatrical performer you know and I said that I'm like I see that I'm like I see when you let that aspect of yourself shine that you just like people are like wow who is this woman and she's like this is exactly what happens to me She's like everywhere, every time I really get done up like this, people are just drawn to me. I'm like, well, then that's, that's part of your medicine is to show up like that in your bigness unapologetically and let yourself, of course, again, some people might be like, oh, who does she think she is? But who cares? There's more people who are going to be like, wow, I love her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I was yeah. at Canadian Tire the other day and this woman came in with a big unicorn on onesie on and I'm like, <laughs> I just had this big smile on my face. Other people are kind of looking at her all sideways and I'm like smiling like, oh my God, I just love that you're a unicorn today. Right? So, yeah. This is why I love Halloween. And I say we should dress up more because even like, that's what I love about Halloween is like everybody in these costumes, like it just makes everything so, so fun. So again, our expression, how we talk, how we dress, all of these things can contribute to how we show up in, as a healing presence. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, we've given everybody lots, to, lots of ideas and lots yes. of different <laughs> options to, to opportunities for, throughout the day to, to be a healing presence. So thank you for this conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful to you for all of your help and guidance. And yeah, <clears throat> for everyone who doesn't know, I'm sure if you're listening to her, you've gotten a glimpse of, but you really are a very, very gifted healer and you such a precision that you have with your gift. Like so many of the things that you've helped me with, and I'm like, nobody else would have figured this out. Like, it's like, it's so precise. So I'm so glad that you said yes to your gift. And you know, what you've taught me has really become a lot of the foundation of a lot of the work that I do. So I'm very grateful to you. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you appreciate you sharing that yeah all right well thank you everybody for being here once again and uh, we'll continue the conversations with the other authors and then we're going to continue conversations with everyday people so if you feel inspired and you feel like you maybe you're meant to be on the show and to share some <laughs> of your some of your experiences some of your stories then you know reach out and uh, we will make some make make that happen 
I appreciate you. I honor you, everyone. Thank you so much. Until next time, love and blessings. Thank you for joining our global healing movement and podcast inspired by the international best-selling book. We are all healers. Ordinary people with extraordinary intention will heal the world. Order your copy today on your favorite online bookstore. 100% of the royalties go to support our Heart Love Living Foundation humanitarian projects. Together, we can uplift humanity and unify us in love for each other and our planet.